Hi, I'm Lauren, and welcome to Narwhal. Today on Narwhal, we're going to be discussing two different articles, one by CNN and one by Fox News, and they're both on President Trump's Rose Garden Address on Tuesday, June 16th, regarding his uh, executive action on police reform orders, uh, executive order on police reforms. Uh, I'm going to do this all extemporaneously. I've read these articles, but... I'm just going to give you my thoughts. So first I'm going to start by reading the two articles and I'm going to try my best to also give you a little background on the sources and also of the authors. Um, but here we go. To start with the CNN article by Kevin Lipdak, President Donald Trump took his first concrete steps on Tuesday to address growing national outcry over police brutality even as he offered a staunch defense of law enforcement that left little question about his allegiances. Speaking during a discursive noontime event in the Rose Garden, Trump initially sought to adopt a unifying tone as he announced an executive order that, among other steps, creates a federal database of police officers with a history of using excessive force. But later he reared from that topic and that tone to assault his political rivals and toot the stock market's, stock market's recent rally. It was a performance that laid bare the balance Trump faces as he continues to embrace a hardline law and order mantle which he believes benefits him politically even as he confronts a national reckoning over systemic racism in police departments and outcry over violent police tactics. Reducing crime and raising standards are not opposite goals. They are not mutually exclusive. They work together, Trump said. They all work together. In his speech, Trump did not address the racism issue directly. Instead, he suggested that the repeated instances of officers killing unarmed black Americans rested on a small number of individual officers, they're very tiny. I use the word tiny, he said. It's a very small percentage, but nobody wants to get rid of them more than the really good and great police officers. Trump said that he was taking executive action to encourage police to adopt the highest and strongest professional standards to deliver a future of safety and security for Americans of every race, religion, color, and creed. He went on to lambast efforts to defund departments and said police were owed respect for their work, recalling officers who ran into a burning World Trade Center on September 11th. Trump said that Americans demand law and order and hailed the efforts of law enforcement to quell violence during pro protests against police brutality earlier this month. Without police, there is chaos. So, just as a to pause here, the rest of this article is essentially uh, go essentially kind of uh, continues on the points that are made in the beginning. The beginning is kind of an intro. So I'm just going to continue reading the article. Later, Trump veered from a speech about police reform, reform to launch political attacks, falsely claiming that his predecessor, Barack Obama, along with his current election rival, former Vice President Joe Biden, did not attempt to address police reform issues when they were in office. He claimed the issue of school choice, long championed by conservatives, was the civil rights statement of the year, of the decade, and probably beyond. And he delved into recent stock market rallies and an increase in retail sales as evidence, he claimed, that the economy is restarting after being frozen during the coronavirus pandemic, which he suggested was waning even as cases increased in parts of the country. As he concluded his speech, Trump seemed to allude to recent debates over dismantling or banning Confederate statues and symbols, an effort he opposes. We must build upon our heritage, not take it down. Not tear it down, sorry, Trump said. Like his efforts to strike a balance between meaningful police reform and supporting law enforcement, 
The aside about heritage was an indication of Trump signaling to his supporters his unchanged position on removing symbols of America's racist history, even as he sought to demonstrate an interest in healing old wounds. While Trump said he met with the families of the people of people who lost loved ones to police violence and other instances of racial profiling earlier in the day, they did not accompany him in the Rose Garden. Instead, his audience was made up of representatives from law enforcement and police unions. The president said he met with the families of Ahmaud Arbery, Botham Jean, Antoine Rose, Jamel Robertson, Tatiana Jefferson, Michael Dean, Darius Tarver, Cameron Lamb, and Everett Palmer. It was a really powerful meeting, said one person who attended the session, which took place for an hour before Trump signed the executive order. There were a lot of tears in the room. Families shared their stories with the president, who appeared visibly upset as they described how their loved ones were killed, in most cases by police officers. Trump, the person said Trump asked follow-up questions after each family shared the story of how their loved one was killed and repeatedly turned to Attorney General William Barr, Trump's son-in-law, and senior advisor Jared Kushner and GOP Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina to ask, what can we do about that one? What can, be, what can we do about those cases? In his Rose Garden address, Trump said, these are incredible people, and it's so sad. We are one nation. We grieve together, and we heal together. I can, I can never imagine your pain or the death of your anguish, but I can promise to fight for justice for all of our people. And I gave a commitment to all of those families today, president, the president added. The order, which also sets financial incentives for police departments to establish, a credentialing, to establish credentialing programs and follow standard best practices, is a modest attempt by Trump to confront a national reckoning over racial inequities and law enforcement. Trump said in his speech that under his executive order, chokeholds will be banned except when, the, when an officer's life is at risk, though only those police departments that choose to get certified would have to comply with that standard. After adopting a hardline law and order stance amid a national outpouring of anger following the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man who died after a white police officer knelt on his neck in Minneapolis, Trump has been encouraged by advisors to address issues of excessive police force. At the same time, he has been cautious about alienating police officers and law enforcement officials, who he believes are among his strongest supporters. The competing interests led ultimately to Tuesday's executive order, which is the result of an effort led by Jerron Smith, a deputy assistant to the president, and Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor, Jared Kushner. Smith and Kushner sought out police reform proposals from criminal justice reform advocates and law enforcement groups. Trump himself was not heavily involved in drafting the order, people familiar with the matter said. He and some of his top advisors have failed to acknowledge the role of systemic racism in police departments. The, role, the order is relatively muted when it comes to sweeping police reforms that have been discussed by members of both parties recently. It does not restrict funding to police departments that don't meet federal standards, and Trump has repeatedly decried the defund police rallying cry. He repeated those criticism, criticisms on Tuesday, saying Americans believe we must support our brave men and women in blue who police our streets and keep us safe. The executive order also directs the Secretary of Health and Human Services to encourage police departments to embed mental health professionals in their response to calls related to mental health, mental health, homelessness, and addiction, as well as find resources to help police departments hire mental health co-responders. Ultimately, substantive police reforms will require new laws. Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill are working to advance two competing bills, with the Democratic legislation going further in several respects by banning chokeholds and no-knock warrants. Trump suggested Tuesday he was supportive of legislative efforts in the Senate led by Scott, the chamber's sole black Republican. 
How quickly the Republican-led Senate moves to pass Scott's bill remains to be seen and will largely depend on Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. McConnell would not say Tuesday whether he would try to bring up the emerging police reform bill to the floor for a vote before the two-week 4th of July recess. We'll let you know, he told CNN. Asked again if he was open to it, Mitch McConnell, McConnell repeated, we'll let you know. So that was a CNN article by Kevin Lipdeck. Kevin Lipdeck is CNN's White House producer. Um, so now to I'm going to compare it to the Fox News article. I'm going to read the Fox News article. It's called Trump Signs Police Reform Executive Order in Rose Garden Ceremony. And it's written by Tyler Olson. And Tyler Olson is a reporter with Fox News. So to begin, Trump, President Trump on Tuesday signed an executive order on law enforcement reform and said chokeholds will be banned except if an officer's life is at risk, as the nation reels from the death of George Floyd, George Floyd in the custody of the Minneapolis Police Department and the ensuing unrest, which has sparked calls for change in policing nationwide as drastic as dismantling entire departments. The president made comments in the Rose Garden in which he struck a conciliatory tone while also expressing strong support for police before officially signing the order, which he characterized as promoting the highest professional standards. He also said, these standards will be as high as and strong as there is on earth. We're united by our desire to ensure peace and dignity and equality for all Americans, Trump said, noting that he met with the family of Ahmaud Arbery, who died at the hands of two white men earlier this year in a high-profile case in Georgia, and families of other victims of racially charged violence. These are incredible people, and it's so sad. Many of these families lost their loved ones in deadly interactions with police. All Americans mourn by your side. Your loved ones will not have died in vain, Trump said. I can promise to fight for justice for all of our people, and I give a commitment to all of, the, all of those families. We're going to pursue what we said we will be pursuing it. We are going to pursue what we said we'll, we will be pursuing it, and we will be pursuing it strongly. White House Chief, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, Republican K, uh, KY, sorry, I have to look that up, uh, Kentucky, sorry, my bad, Republican Kentucky, uh, Representative Jim Jordan, uh, Republican Ohio, Senator Tim Scott, uh, I'm not sure where are. Oh, Republican South Carolina and Attorney General William Barr were among a number of dignitaries in attendance at the signing ceremony. Before I continue, I have to apologize for butchering all of those. Um, not really. I, I don't really know much about politics to begin with, but I am trying to learn my best, and I, I encourage all of you to also go out and read this article and do the same, because it's really important to do your own fact checking into. Um, not confirm your own, not do any like bias confirmation, which is essentially when you just look up sources that will agree with you. So read sources that you think will disagree with you because it's important to get both sides of a story. But anyway, continuing, continuing with the article. There are also representatives from a number of law enforcement organizations present. According to the White House, Trump's order touches on the use of force best practices information sharing to track officers who have repeated complaints against them and federal incentives for police departments to deploy non-police experts on issues like mental health, homelessness, and addiction. Trump said law enforcement officers would only be allowed to use chokeholds if their lives are in danger. As part of this new credentialing process, chokeholds will be banned except if an officer's life is at risk, the president said. 
The White House on Monday said the president that the president stands behind our dedicated law enforcement all the way, but that the executive order would help uphold clear and high policing standards, promote accountability in law enforcement, and help equip police officers for constructive community engagement. Trump went out of his way to underscore his support for police in his comments Tuesday, quoting statistics about the number of arrests made by local law enforcement for severe crimes like rape and murder. I, I strongly oppose the radical and dangerous efforts to defund, dismantle, and dissolve our police departments, especially now when we've achieved the lowest recorded crime rates in recent history, Trump said, while acknowledging a tiny number of bad police officers. Without police, there is chaos. Without law, there is anarchy. And without safety, there is catastrophe. There is a catastrophe. Trump added, when you remove the police, you hurt those who have the least the most. The details Trump revealed about the Order Tuesday tracked with the outlines that the White House that White House had released previously. Trump said the Department of Justice would provide grants to police departments seeking independent credentialing for use of force and de-escalation training that holds them to high standards, and that the federal government would provide funding for co-responders like social workers, social workers to help police officers deal with issues like homelessness, mental illness, and substance abuse. The order would also help departments secure less than lethal weapons that could help reduce the number of fatal encounters with police and mandate that departments share information on officers who are accused of abusing power so that officers with credible issues do not simply move from one police department to the next. The National Fraternal Order of Police, FOP, the largest law enforcement union in the U.S., praised Trump's order on Tuesday. It strikes a great balance between the vital need for public and officer safety and the equal, equally vital need for lasting, meaningful, and enforceable police reform, the organization said. In our view, President Trump and congressional leaders are working constructively with law enforcement and community stakeholders to undertake earnest law enforcement reforms that will make our officers and the public they protect safer. Police unions have long been resistant to reform efforts. Trump on Tuesday also tweeted the economic numbers under his administration before the coronavirus pandemic, said that former Presidents Bush and Obama didn't take up the police reform issue because they were not as capable and said he is optimistic about a coronavirus vaccine. Trump also said Tuesday that he is committed to working with Congress on additional measures, but it's unclear whether, whether and when Congress will step in to address law enforcement reform. Both parties have expressed a strong interest in doing so, but appear to have already hit obstacles. Senator Tim Scott from uh, Republican South Carolina said CBS Sunday that addressing qualified immunity, a judicial doctrine that often protects officers accused of misconduct from liability, is a poison pill for Republicans. Minutes later, Senator Cory Booker, Democratic from New Jersey, from New Jersey, who has led calls to roll back qualified immunity in Congress, said he received he received different signals from other Republicans. A source familiar with Scott's police reform proposal. He's spearheading GOP efforts on the issue, told Fox News Tuesday that qualified immunity will not be included. Trump's order signing event Tuesday comes as he tries to balance the image he has cultivated as, both as an ally of, ally of black voters and as a law and order president. The president has regularly tuned the passage of the First Step Act, a criminal justice reform bill, in 2018, and his campaign has aggressively courted black voters in swing states. Tuesday's order could... Tuesday's order could add to that record, but its handling of the unrest in the wake of Floyd's death has been controversial. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to read this article also posted a, included a picture of one of Trump's tweets, so I'm going to include this. 
um, radical, this is from Trump, radical left governor Jay Inslee and the mayor at Jay Inslee and the mayor of Seattle are being taunted and played at a level that our great country has never seen before. Take back your city now. If you don't do it, I will. This is not a game. These ugly anarchists must be stopped immediately. Move fast. So continuing the article, but his handling of the unrest in the wake of Floyd's death has been controversial. Trump is currently threatening to step in with federal forces to clear out protesters from a six-block area of downtown Seattle, named the Capitol Hill Organized Protest or CHOP, which has been declared cop-free by, by its occupants. This is what, by the way, the I'm assuming the tweet is in reference to. Radical left governor, oops, it's right there. Anyway, continuing on. He also made other comments decried as racist or supportive of police brutality during the height of the riots and protests, particularly one tweet in which the president said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Fox's, Fox News's Harris Faulkner challenged the president on the comments in an interview in Dallas last week. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Why those words, Faulkner asked Trump. That's an expression I've heard over the years, Trump replied. Do you know where it comes from, Faulkner said? I think Philadelphia, the mayor of Philadelphia, Trump said. It comes from 1967. It was from the police, of, the chief of police in Miami. He was cracking down, and he meant what he said. And he said, I don't c even care if it makes it look like brutality. I'm going to crack down. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. That frightened a lot of people, Faulkner said. Trump replied that he also heard saying from former Philadelphia police commissioner Frank Rizzo. It means two things, Trump replied. One, if, if there's looting, there's probably going to be shooting. And that, that's not as a threat. That's really just a fact because that's what happens. And the other is if there's looting, there's going to be shooting. There's very different meetings. Despite the president's order and Congress's desire to get something done on law enforcement, police reform is largely a local issue, with states, cities, and towns overseeing departments and holding significant power in the area under the Constitution. This means mo most tangible reforms are likely to come due to political will on the local level. So in addition to this, at the end of the article, it says that Fox News's John Roberts and Hillary Vaughn contribute to this report. And it also says that Tyler Olson is a reporter and that he color he covers specifically politics at Fox News. So now we're going to take a quick break just so we can so you as the listener can find these articles, read these articles, and I can um, so you can form your own opinions about them before I share my own thoughts. So welcome back to Narwhal. To, so before I begin sharing kind of my thoughts on this article, I first looked up these sources to see like who's publishing these articles and who's writing these articles so that um, you know we're not getting any fake news and we're not getting any biases in, in these where we can look for the biases where the biases might be in this reporting. So this first article, Trump offers full-throated defense of police and executive action citing by Kevin Lipdeck, uh, published by CNN. According to MediaBiasFactCheck.com, media which is a source that I found on Google, and you can also find it too to confirm with me. Overall, we rate CNN left-biased left based on editorial positions that consistently favors the left, while straight news reporting falls left-center through bias by omission. We also rate them mixed for factual reporting due to several failed fact checks by TV hosts. 
However, news reporting on the website tends to be properly sourced with minimal failed fact checks. So just to go through this, left base, left bias base means that they are uh, a more liberal uh, political left source. And I'm going to go over later the difference between political left, political right, because this is something I actually don't, I didn't really know um, myself. This means uh, their straight news reporting falls left center through bias by omission. So this means that while they're straight news, they, they don't typically, in, they are not lying and they are not producing any fake information. They will change, they can change, per, they will change perceptions or they will change the way that they spin the story by omitting certain, by keeping out certain facts. Um, they're mixed for factual reporting due to several failed fact checks by TV hosts. So that this means that on TV, their hosts have sometimes been caught spreading lies or incorrect information. However, as stated by MediaBiasFactCheck.com, media news reporting on the website tends to be properly sourced with minimal failed fact checks. So this means that the article that we're reading today is most likely factual and is most likely factual and most likely has no um, like discrepancies and actual like things that happened. So to compare it to Fox News. So this Fox News article, uh, Trump Signs Police Reform Executive Order in Rose Garden Ceremony by Tyler Olson, published by Fox News. According to, uh, Fox, uh, according to MediaBiasFactCheck.com again, overall we rate Fox News strongly right-biased due to editorial positions and story selection that favors the right. We also rate them mixed factually and borderline questionable based on poor sourcing and the spreading of conspiracy theories that later must be retracted after being widely shared. Further, Fox News would be rated a questionable source based on numerous failed fact checks by hosts and pundits. However, straight news reporting is generally reliable. Therefore, we rate them mixed for factual reporting. So to begin, uh, they Fox News is almost the uh, not the opposite of CNN, but it is the opposite in that it is right-biased, while CNN is left-biased. So like CNN, it is right-biased due to editorial positions. So this is, means like what kind of stories are being published and story selection that uh, editorial positions and story posi uh, selection that favors the right. So this means that they're changing. They, they pick certain stories to publish to like um, to send a message to to send a message and to make to help their readers draw a kind of conclusion that is more right. Right, as in like conservative. Uh, they're. Rated mixed factually and borderline questionable based on poor sourcing and the spreading of conspiracy theories that later must be retracted after being widely shared. So they have been, um, so their sources for their stories, meaning that where they're getting these stories and who they're hearing these stories from is, is not true, is, is not, they, they're not getting these from good sources and they're not getting um, these from reliable, true sources. And they tend to spread conspiracy theories in meaning that they are spreading kind of their own interpretation of the news, like sensationalized uh, kind of versions of reporting that they have to later retract, but this is, our, they have to later take this back and kind of uh, delete these stories. But the problem is these stories, uh, oftentimes before that, that, before that happens, these conspiracy theories and this kind of like fake news is spread, is widely shared. So Fox News is a questionable source based on numerous failed fact checks by hosts and pundits. So this means that their TV hosts uh, are 
uh, failed fact checks very uh, frequently, or on numerous occasions they have failed fact checks. But straight news reporting is generally reliable, so this means that um, based if they're reporting on things that actually happened, most likely it is that that is actually it, it is truth truthful. So uh, obviously with these two sources, and uh, obviously it's because we are talking about politics, and these two sources have tend to have a bias. It is important to kind of note where those biases may be. Uh, so we're going to take another short break as I look up what it is to be liberal slash left and conservative slash right. Okay, welcome back. Now I'm going to define this this first question that I had reading these reading these two articles is what is the difference between left and right? Um, obviously through the fact check this was kind of an un this is unclear to me. It's something that you hear a lot on the news, it's something that you hear a lot on social media, but um, like do we actually know what it means? So through a quick Google search, the first thing that shows up, which is from Wikipedia, is the left seeks social justice through redistributive social and economic policies, while the right defends private property and capitalism. The nature of this conflict depends on existing social and political cleavages and on the level of economic development. So, first of all, it is like, as a uh, spectrum of classifying ideologies and, like, mean, meaning, like, just the way that it's classifying the way people think. It's the classifying of political positions, ideologies, and parties from social equality on the left to social hierarchy on the right. So this means the left. The, this means that the left is more focused on equality and having um, redistributive social and economic policies. Meaning that like um, there is more of like a social safety net for uh, all citizens, and that every everybody is considered equal in that respect. And the right defends private property and capitalism. So the right defends the right to uh, the right will is more focused on the idea of um, like allowing kind of like free market for instance it's more focused on uh, like the individual citizen and the individual rights kind of thing so that for instance so the right tends to not support policy redistributive social and economic policies they tend to support uh, like kind of personal personal wealth and um, personal wealth and personal rights so this is kind of important in examining these two articles. This is kind of important in examining these two articles because they are from pretty pretty polarized sources, and in this day and age, uh, I, f I find that media is media is it's very difficult to sift through, or to like kind of pick out like what what's really important and what really happened when you, there's so much um, there's so many calls of like oh what is fake news and fake reporting. So I'm just going to kick off with the qu questions that I had in these two articles. So to start off uh, with the CNN article, Trump. So the clear the clear things that I kind of took away from this article was that. Um, oh, actually, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to point out immediately, kind of immediately, what I thought the two differences were, and kind of what I thought the. Um, similarities were just so just like to start with the similarities it's clear that trump has signed a police reform executive order he has met with some of the families of people who are who've been of families of 
people who have been victims to police brutality. And, um, let's see. He has, uh, he's tooted the stock market's recent rally as uh, the na- he claims the nation is recovering from the coronavirus pandemic and the economic, da- uh, the kind of economic backlash from that. Um, the police reform executive order will uh, create a federal database so that and, and promotes information sharing and bans chokeholds uh, and that there is a credentialing process that will have financial incentives. However, only um, it is likely that only police um, police departments that choose to go through this process will have to abide by these standards. Um, in both articles, uh, Trump has call, has claimed that these the um, acts, acts of police brutality against these uh, Black Americans is the cause of individual police officers and not as the police uh, not police the uh, criminal justice system as a whole. Um, Trump has claimed that his uh, predecessors, Barack Obama and George Bush, have not taken the same police, have not taken the same measures to address uh, social reform and um, police reform as he has, and he has also criticized his current election, his current election rival in the twenty twenty election uh, from the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, as also being responsible for not implementing changes. Sorry, my mic fell. Um, both articles acknowledge that this is a that he is, in some ways, he has struck a, he has struck kind of a conciliatory tone, meaning that he is looking to bring unity and he's looking to appease the uh, the protesters that the protesters and uh, that have been um, active, uh, growing national outcry that have been kind of. Uh, calling for police reform and uh, so now oh both both have cited the the kind of the cause of all this of all these changes to be from the death of George Floyd he was a black man living in Minneapolis that he was knelt that uh, a Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck and ultimately killed him so um, now there now to go over kind of what the differences I, I kind of saw from the from the get go. So in the in the uh, CNN article, the CNN article causes police this executive executive action, this executive uh, this executive order. An executive order means law, so it means essentially like a, it ha- it has the the power of a law. So, the CNN article kind of says that the exec- this executive order is um, like very modest, as Trump is tr- looking to appease law enforcement officials because he believes that they are his number one supporters, and uh, that the only oh, I'm sorry, another similarity between these two articles is that. Uh, the audience that he was speaking to at this Rose Garden address was primarily law enforcement and uh, law enforcement officials, and um, that the families of these of these citizens were not included on, in on these conversations, and that 
both articles have mentioned certain senators and certain uh, uh, certain senators, and uh, such as William Barr, Jared Kushner, and uh, Tim Scott, and but uh, they've all both articles have kind of claimed that they have had um, influence in this in the in this the drafting of this executive order. So again, to go back, the CNN article uh, is more focused on kind of criticizing Trump in a way because it's it claims that this police reform is um, rather modest. For instance, it's it claims that it's rather modest. It also, in the in the way that it uh, um, criticizes Trump, is that it kind of it kind of adds these little sections about that are kind of more. Um, I would say, like, as uh, as like edit not not editorializing, but they are the au- the author is putting in kind of their own opinion as to what they what they interpret this to be, which is kind of what news is. But uh, this kind of makes it difficult sometimes to kind of get what what the true story was. So, for instance, one of the ways that this kind of this article kind of com- kind of criticizes him is is a section about him veering from the topic of the police reform to assault his political rivals and to toot the stock market's recent rally. Um, so this is kind of like, this kind of is showing criticism because it's showing that he is, he's more focused on, he's focusing on um, uh, antagonizing his political rivals and antagonizing meaning he's, he's kind of just trying to um, show that he's he's doing better than them. That he's he's taking more he's taking more action than they have. Um, all right. I'd also say that the section about this or the order being relatively muted when it comes to police reforms have been discussed by members of both parties recently, and the section about um, the democratic legislation going further. By banning chokeholds and no or knock warrants is kind of praising a democratic slash the politi- political left um, point of view in that it's kind of praising them for kind kind of taking more concrete action. So the discrepancies I see in the in the Fox News article is that in the Fox News article there is the the thing that stood out to me the most was the section in the middle where it says police unions have long been resistant to reform efforts. So in this, it, it puts the criticism not on President Trump, who is looking to make kind of more um, kind of concrete changes, and he's working with law enforcement. This article kind of uh, applauds him for meeting with law enforcement officials, while the, CNN, the, the Fox News article applauds Trump for meeting with law enforcement officials, while the CNN article kind of criticizes him for it because it's um, say, essentially like, that he is not consulting the people that would really, um, really benefit from these reforms the most, and have been calling for these reforms the most. So in this, it kind of, so in the Fox News article with the section about how police unions have been long resistant to reform efforts, it kind of almost puts the um, criticism on police departments, so that Trump is indeed he is trying to start reform. He is trying to call uh, bring reform. But the uh, backlash is not from him, and the, his hesitation to uh, pass this kind of reform is not on him. It is actually on police officers. 
However, the CNN article says that he had very little to do in actually drafting and writing this executive action. So this is kind of a point where they disagree in which the CNN article says that Trump has very little to do with this and the Fox News article says that he has very much to do with this but he is not. Um, he, he's being held back by um, police unions and also and, and at the end of the Fox News article is also kind of um, political will on the local level meaning that he's being limited by politicians on the, uh, in, in, your, in states and in cities who have their own police departments uh, his his reform he can't impose reform. So continuing on this, the Fox News article kind of mentions this tweet, which I thought was very interesting because it was it was a viral tweet on Twitter, uh, the about Chop or the Capitol Hill organized protest in Seattle. And this was kind of presented in a way, this was kind of explained in a way because I, this was, or personally, from personal, from personal experience, I know that this was kind of a um, very controversial and very aggressive stance. I, this was interpreted as a very aggressive kind of stance that Trump took that he calls these people anarchists and he calls them, he, uh, in my memory, he called the National, he, he claimed that he would send in the National Guard. However, this article kind of claims that, uh, and and the, and also his his tweet his previous tweet when the looting starts the shooting starts. This article kind of debunks the notion that he is um, not debunks but kind of clarifies the notion that he is looking to attack these people. He said in this article it's saying more that when the looting when there's looting there's going to be shooting. So when there's and when there's looting, there's an escalation of violence. It's not a threat. It's just what happens. He he's not threatening. He's not threatening anybody. Uh, but also that there the, there is a meeting in which he is actually threatening to send in like military, send in the national guard. Um, but overall, I would say that the Fox News article is more kind of uh, kind, kind of more um, commend, commends Trump for commends President Trump for his response and his and the initiatives that he is taking while the CNN article is a little more cynical and it kind of criticizes Trump as and it criticizes this reform as being um, too modest for instance in the CNN article there is so as, as both articles said this uh, reform claims that chokeholds will be banned except with an officer's life is at risk the CNN article also includes the fact that only police departments that will choose to get certified will have to comply with these standards. So this kind of brings into question, like, oh, how this for me personally, this brings into question how much reform does this really mean? Because although there are, if there are financial incentives for um, getting this credentialing and, and going through this certification process for police departments, there's also no uh, there's no penalty for not going through this process. And both have also said that his uh, Trump's biggest supporters, or Trump among Bung's, Trump's biggest supporters, are his are the uh, police enforcement and of uh, law enforcement and police officers. Um, so he's looking to kind of strike a balance between the two. And I, I uh, he's trying to strike a balance between the two. 
And he's also he also claims in this article, by the way, that I I want to bring to bring to question that I I wanted to bring into question immediately was the um that the fact he he claims in this uh, Fox News article that um that that crime has been down in recent that crime has been down in recent months. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find this part of the article. Oh, he says in his he says in his address, I strongly oppose the radical and dangerous efforts to defund, dismantle, and dissolve our police departments, especially now when we've achieved the lowest recorded crime rates in recent history. Um I want to bring into question this this quote as as a fact because the reason that we've hopefully have achieved the lowest recorded crime rates in recent history. I I wonder if this is because of the coronavirus pandemic and the stay the staying home and the quarantine, is that people are the reason that there is less crime is simply that there are less people out and about in and out and about. Um, but he he is I I would agree I would agree in that, um, there, some some have some have claimed that um, some protesters have claimed that we should dissolve police departments. Um, from my definite, from my understanding of the movement, the idea of defund the police does not refer to dissolve police departments completely. As uh, both articles kind of push this narrative of of, of dissolving police departments of, of completely, I disagree. I don't think that was. I don't. I personally don't think that that was the um, point of these protests. I and the point of this rallying cry is that defund the police doesn't mean. To get rid of police completely, police are still a, a, an integral part, like an important part to our society in the way that it it upholds the law. But um, there, there, police have the history of police have the, have a um, have, there's systemic racism. Uh, that that is kind of the argument that is made by the that's the argument that is made by these protesters is that there's systemic racism in police, and that the history of the police departments history of police have been to um like has has racist roots such as like uh... so from an unbiased point of view um i think these protesters are kind of pushing for this reform and i think that this narrative this narrative that they are also rioters and that they're looting and that they're rioting and that they're violent is kind of a false narrative to push because i think that's those are generally in the minority that the most of these protests have been peaceful and as of late uh, even though I, I haven't actually seen much news coverage of this, and I actually haven't seen, I, I feel that the coverage of this on even on Instagram and social media has kind of been decreasing in and re, you know recently because the but the protests are still going on. It's just that the I think there's kind of been less violence and it's kind of calmed down a little bit. So I think it's important to note that most of these protesters are are looking to are, are peaceful and they are looking to be peaceful and that riot the people who are rioting and looting are often in the minor minority. So this is kind of an example of kind of where I saw in this in this Fox News article where they called these protesters rioters and these and looters. I, I think that was not looters. My apologies. They call these protesters uh rioters. I think that was kind of a that's kind of a little bit of a false narrative to push. It's not fake news. But I also would say that this is kind of where the mixed reporting comes in. Um, 
So it's important. So obviously, you can see that from these two articles, kind of what it boiled down to for me was um, that the CNN article was more focused on criticizing Trump and criticizing this executive reform as being too modest, and that there are and that Trump is looking to um, kind of just appease appease the police departments, while this Fox News article is more commending Trump for his actions and his, and for signing this police reform order. And that he is um, working with closely with law enforcement officials, and uh, he's looking, working closely with law enforcement officials. Was also, by the way, said by the CNN article is that he's working with law enforcement officials, and he's working with um, kind of police reform advocates to draft this kind of bill, not bill, to draft this re- police reform order, executive order. But again, so the Fox News article is more focused on kind of commending Trump for his current uh, his current initiatives. But also that um, it kind of bl- uh, kind of puts the blame on a on rather than Trump himself for making these reforms too modest, it kind of puts the blame on local and state politicians, local state politicians and um, police unions uh, for for not for not having these reform for not allowing these reforms to be more radical or more or not radical but less modest perhaps. So to close out this episode, uh, I'm just going to kind of take t- talk about like what what I took away from this article from reading these two articles, and um, what I took away from reading these two articles, and kind of how I would I would have interpreted what what really happened and what what really is going to happen, rather than kind of and kind of cutting out some of the um, analysis done by the reporters. So. What we know happened is that Trump signed a what I what I interpreted from this article and I didn't know before was that Trump signed a police reform executive order. This means that he he is actually responding to these to the protesters and the recent recent protests. Um, he's met with these families. He is taking he's taking steps to create reform in police departments. Uh, but he, whether whether the reform whether the for, reforms are and, and while the reforms are modest. Whether this is because um, Trump himself is not a supporter of this issue, or is not a is not like really looking to push this issue, or rather Trump is trying to kind of strike a balance between police departments and state and uh, state and local police departments. Essentially, whether this is the reason that this. Um, executive order is so modest is because of Trump himself or because of external factors such as police unions or um, local and state politicians who are pushing back against these reforms is kind of uncle- was kind of unclear to me it could be a mix of both um, so I would say that that well there there are some doubt I, I would say that I had some doubts I have some doubts personally about the effectiveness of this police reform order but I also kind of got from what I took away from this article is that he is actually looking to um, address this issue. And while he's not kind of addressing it directly as like racism, he's kind of taking some steps. And I guess also that's kind of mostly what I want to say on this article. But I also kind of want to talk about, since this is the first episode, kind of like my interpretation of what it means to like what the news is what it means to be a reporter first of all 
I I have no experience in I have no I myself have no experience in reporting, in journalism. I one time took a I one time took an elective at school, uh, to to do journalism, but um, I actually did not end up doing that well in that elective. I tried to write a paper for the school newspaper. I tried to write an article for the school newspaper, and didn't actually make it in. So, uh, I, I my my problem that I find is that I with these issues that I see on social media a lot. And even, you know, when I looked up, this is where I, where I got the two articles was I got these two articles from uh, Google. When I searched up news, these were the first, this was kind of one of, these were kind of the first articles that showed up. Um, what I find is that oftentimes when I read these articles, I, I don't feel as informed and I don't feel like I know as much and I don't feel like I understand as much as I really should. So part of this podcast is kind of to show you kind of hopefully my journey and to hopefully share with you my journey on kind of becoming a more informed citizen, uh, a more informed American citizen, and to kind of learn how to properly disseminate information, uh, essentially to uh, break apart information. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't really have this background in journalism or reporting, but not a lot of people do anyway, so I'm hoping that um, this will relate to you all in some, this will relate to you all, my listeners, in some way, and my friends, in some way. Oops, sorry, I dropped my mic again. Um, and another thing that I said earlier in this episode, but I want to emphasize again as, as kind of an important part of this podcast, is that it's so easy to find, to do, to confirm your own biases, to just find news that you think is, that, to find news that just kind of confirms what you're already thinking. And it's so easy to kind of read, like, super, super, like, exciting and, like, uh, you know, sensationalized news articles but it's it's hard to kind of pick out what the what the real facts are and I, I want to encourage everyone to kind of read articles read from sources you wouldn't normally agree with um, this is something new that I've tried this is the first time I've read actually uh, a Fox News article not a fir- not the first time I've read a Fox News article but the first time I've actually um, kind of uh, looked at this very closely and I, even this is kind of maybe the second or third this is, I, I've never really read the news before, and I so even the CNN article I haven't really read before. Um, I also kind of want to talk about me personally, uh, in terms of my political views. I wouldn't really call myself. I don't like calling myself uh, like left or right because I think that that's very become it's become very politicized and very polarized, and uh, it gets people all all riled up. But I would say that like. Uh, I, I believe in, I believe in certain issues, kind of like um, I believe in certain issues that I believe concern the safety of of citizens. So I I, I would guess that my le- my views would lean a more left lean, lean a little more left. But some issues I I, I would consider myself to uh, I would consider myself to also you know be kind of in the middle. Uh, but again, this is mostly because I, I'm not very informed, and so I, I don't consider myself to be very informed. So. Hopefully, I will learn more and kind of, uh, kind of get out get out of my comfort zone, which is like I, I lean a little more left, and hopefully just kind of bring myself more center and just kind of uh, focus on what it is that is is really happening in this country and kind of make my own opinions about it. And I I really encourage I really encourage you all the same, especially um, young people, especially people that are in high school, is that uh, I find I find that sometimes when I have conversations with 
uh, my friends and people I know is that um, that you know we we really don't have all the facts, and very rarely do we ever kind of look stuff up beyond um, certain sources, beyond the sources that kind of you know agree with us. So that's just like I, I hope that if I hope that this doesn't deter anybody from listening to this because I, I'm really going to do my best to take I'm really going to do my best to kind of present these issues in a way that's not politicized at all. Uh, that's not politicized. It's just presenting on the facts uh, and political issues, especially as is, I think is very important. Uh, even you know, especially with the upcoming 2020 election, it's important to have an informed uh, an informed population. Because that's kind of what democracy is based on: is the idea that you, as the um, as citizens, you are you have an informed opinion on who it is that you're voting on. Um, so for the most part, all of my order. So just to talk about that, that's kind of my spiel on what the reason for having this podcast is. Uh, but just to talk about where I'm going to get these articles from. So these articles, as I said previously, previously, I'm going to mostly be taking my sources from Google. Uh, Google News because I feel like a I, I don't have a subscription subscription to a newspaper I don't read the news I just kind of like what I see on Instagram sometimes but I'm going to be gra- drawing more most of my sources from Google and I'm going to be picking kind of whatever I see first on whatever I think is kind of interesting or whatever I see first on the news on the news uh, tab of Google and I'm also going to be trying to uh, I'm going to try to pick stories that I think are pick stories that are completely neutral or pick stories that either are completely neutral and do not have any like kind of uh, and can can be interpreted in multiple multiple ways and different political through different political lenses uh, because I think that to uh, not not pick these not kind of pick stories that are very controversial I think that kind of like does kind of an injustice to those stories because uh, you know, they're they're so obviously these stories are so influential. These, um, for instance, this police reform executive order is so influential in what will happen in our country next. And I think it's really important to know know about that, even if it makes you, you know, even if it's uncomfortable to listen to or uncomfortable to read. It's informed to learn. It's important to learn about this issue. And uh, in the future, I'm going to be kind of uh, bringing some of my friends on here. We're bringing, I'd like to just, inter- I'm going to be interviewing uh, people that I think are going to be interesting uh, about these issues. And uh, I would say that my friend group is pretty diverse. I, I would say it's pretty diverse. And I, I think they have a lot of really interesting insights and a lot of different interesting issues. And even not just my friends, like the people I know, like the adults I know have a really um, wide range of political views. So, and, and a lot of opinions that I think are really valuable and important to listen to. So in the future, I'd like to also bring in some kind of other people to share their own thoughts on these articles. Uh, oh, so again, these news articles are going to come from Google primarily uh, so that they're easily accessible. You don't have to pay for them. They're going to be, I'm going to only look at free articles because I don't have the resources to be paying for like, a news article like every week. So I hope that you've enjoyed this first episode of my podcast. I'm going to work very hard to try to post an episode every week. I know I kind of dropped it. I you know I kind of already started off on the wrong foot, but I'm really going to try my best to um, present an article every week and to read an article every week. 
uh, I, I'm gonna try to. I'm, I'm gonna hope that I learn something, and I hope that you learn something too. So this is Narwhal. This is Lauren. This is Narwhal News. Nar Narwhal News. This is Lauren. This is Narwhal News Review with Lauren. And thank you so much for listening. And tune in for the next episode.